Ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, ladies, ladies a leisure, leisure. Hello and welcome to Ladies of Leisure. I'm Lisa. I'm Sladana. And it's cold out it's here. Cold outside. It's cold Yes. It was negative five where I was. Ooh. You should tell us about where you were. I, oh, by the way, word of the week, cold, if you haven't oh, caught. If word, you haven't caught up on it, peeps. Yes. And then we'll go over our amazing pillars. But word of the week, cold. And what a word to pick because a cold front came through in the D.C. area. It's cold in here. (laughs) There must be some Toros in the atmosphere. I'm impressed that you knew that. Thank you. Because I was like, I don't don't know the rest of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I watched Step Up a few times. Oh, Step Up. So good. Can I have a quick sidebar? Yes, of course. Okay. This is all this podcast is. Just a bunch of sidebars. So we went to... Vermont this weekend. Yes. And one of the programs on the Canadian channel CNBC mm-hmm. was Meet Me in Paris, a Russian princess ballerina that gets time traveled by a timepiece her boyfriend has, Henri, from 1905 mm-hmm. to 2018. And she's a ballerina at the Museum de Paris. And the biggest thing is they have white guys teaching her how to do step up. It's basically step up, but with Canadian white guys. Cool. Yeah. So he's like trying to show her the weird motions, but you're like, you're a little too white to be doing this. And they kept using the words rad. And I was like, this is amazing. I don't think rad was ever cool, even when it was cool. No, it was not. And it was amazing. We couldn't turn away. There was just so much silliness. Mm -hmm. It was, Mm -hmm. it was it was a debacle. And yet there's 52 episodes and it's rated 98% on Google. Great. Great. Yep. You know, good hey, times. The Canadians are overly nice. So they probably just rated it high. <laughs> and it's like a French German yeah. show. I was like, I don't, there's so many things I have questions about. So many. I know. Meanwhile. Anyways. It was meanwhile. cold. It was cold in Vermont. What were you doing in Vermont? All right. So I escaped my family. All of them. Bye. Bye. I jumped in a van with my two other friends. Mm -hmm. And then we met two other friends up in Vermont for a ski weekend. Stowe, Vermont. And luckily, some of our listeners sent me messages on where I should go. Like the Alchemist Brewery. Thank you, Dave Blakesley. Yep. Yep. Shout out so to great. DB. <laughs> One problem with the Alchemist is it closes at 4 p.m. So Ooh. I did have their brews, but I had to not be at the Alchemist. And I did take some pictures in front of it. But they had beautiful artwork and it was really cool. But I'm not inside. But I tried. I tried. Okay. Based on our listeners. Well, you know, you were, you were giving it the old try. That's what matters. Right. And I ski once a decade. Great. And luckily, we're friends. And luckily, you have ski equipment. Yeah, I was, a, I was a real person once upon a time and did so many activities. Yeah, and you had like real quality gloves. People were impressed by the gloves. So they have, it's not the full mittens or gloves. It's just your pointer finger and your thumb are separate. And then your three other fingers are yes. in a section. Yes. And you know, I learned that lesson quickly because I actually snowboard. And oh, that's right. Mitten, so mittens are far more t- warmer, are warmer th- usually mm-hmm. than 
your slippery like, fingers. Gl- slipper fingered gloves. Yeah. Because of the heat, you know, the, the heat of your fingers is like warming it up. Plus, if you use but, the hand warmers, that they can touch all the fingers. That was my correct. problem was my thumb kept missing out on some action. I had to shove the hand warmer like yes. up there. Yes. But my issue was when I was with snowboarding, you have to like buckle, you, unsh- you basically have one binding and your boot like strapped but then you have to un- unbuckle out of like the all other. the time like yeah every time you get on and off yeah it seems so annoying it is kind of annoying but it's still so cool they also l- have ski boots that actually look comfortable yes their As boots are to, much better you can, yeah you don't look like a total dummy like walking <laughs> in them but I learned the hard way that if I didn't have these, like they basically, the gloves basically look like a lobster claw. Yes. And if I didn't have these, like I, well, before I had them, I had mittens and like, I would go to areas like Breckenridge, Colorado and Mm -hmm. like other parts and like Killington and stuff. And my freaking hands would be so cold. Like, I mean, like I could, there were like, frozen while I was trying to like unbuckle and buckle back my boot back into the binding. And I was like, I can't keep doing this. Like there's gotta be a better solution. And then I discovered those gloves. Yeah. Those gloves are amazing. Yeah. And you also gave me ski pants, a ski jacket, goggles, helmet. Yep. Yep. All the things. things. Yeah. Basically if I, you weren't my friend, I don't know how I would have gotten dressed to go skiing. Cause I go once a day. Costly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You don't mess around. I mean, <laughs> not for snow. Like maybe no, if it no. was like, I don't know, Liberty mountain here. Yeah. You dressed me super good. I looked I just, like I belonged on those slopes. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm so mm-hmm. glad that I could help. There was one point where my ski pants were falling down cause I forgot to snap them. Mm-hmm. And yet it was such a good quality pants. I was able to keep my little mittens on. And put them back on. Oh, and I'm not so glad. Just like moon everybody. I'm so glad. I just wanted you to be prepared. And I really appreciate that. One thing I did do because of cold. So when we went up, there was high winds, which already makes everything cold. And I kind of thought in the back of my head, I survived North Dakota negative 30 below without windshield. I, I sh- this should be fine. It's been a few years though. Why don't you tell our listeners how... You ended up in North Dakota. Oh my God, North Dakota. It's where lovers go. People think (laughs) it's Virginia, but it's not. What are you talking about? (laughs) So I did not want to pay for grad school. Great. Because that seems expensive. And I actually had a professor at James Madison University say, if you are paying for grad school, you're doing it wrong. Because in the geography field, you could easily get it paid for. I was applying for schools, though, where they kind of expected you to pay them. Weird. (laughs) Rude. And he said, oh, if you apply to University of North Dakota, they'll pay for you and they'll probably even give you like a stipend. I was like, what? This sounds like crazy. Yeah. So turns out they will because very few people go to North Dakota. PSA to anyone considering grad school. And then even out of state, out of state tuition was like $6,000 because it's North Dakota. (laughs) So I was They're like, just desperate for human right. life. So this nice professor, Dr. Munsky, like worked his little little butt off to get me a teaching assistantship. So you just got to teach a few physical geography classes. Right. And yeah, I got a paycheck and I had on-campus housing for free and 
health insurance. Oh my God. Right? You were living large. So I was living large and I rolled in and I was like, who is that sexy butt with those glasses on? Mm-hmm, Looking mm-hmm. all scholarly. Hey. And I was like, I could use a makeup buddy. It's cold up here. Yeah. What? So cold. Your nipples are probably frozen yeah. all the time. All the time. Protruding and all the time. <laughs> I You couldn't figure out who people were on campus, even if you tried, because we're all bundled up. Like and little, like little like ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. You don't mess around. And your cars, it would be so cold that your cars wouldn't turn on. So in front of most parking spots, there were outlets. Yeah. That's what happened in Canada when yeah. we lived there. And you plug in what's called a block heater to mm-hmm. warm up your engine to turn on. Yep. So I never got one because my amazing Doris Mobile start up every time. Hey. Chevy Cavalier. You sexy bitty. Yeah, you yeah. sexy bitty. Yeah, 1994. Amazing. So good. I was going to say you probably warmed it up with your makeout buddy in what? the back seat, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I, I had to work on that guy for like a month. Yeah. <laughs> and turns out now he's my husband. So, cool. you cool. know, whatever. Really it's great. fine. It's fine. I had to work really hard for that, though. Yeah. So, but yeah, he actually went to James Madison University. Uh huh. He, his family moved to North Dakota because they were from there. And he, after college, he didn't know because he was a few years ahead of me. Uh-huh. And he was also a teaching assistant. And when I rolled on in, he was like, oh, maybe I'll help you like learn the ropes. I was like, yeah, you will. <laughs> yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. I'll it's learn also, your ropes, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's also super cold here. So I'm going to need a makeup so buddy. I'm going to need you to. Like a lot of makeup buddies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm into body heat. Hobbies, body heat. Yeah. And staying warm. And staying warm. So yeah. So I thought I'd be okay going back to Vermont and being like, oh yeah, negative five. I was not. And the funny thing was you had asked me, you were like, what clothes you might need to get long johns. I was like, oh, I'm just going to bring all of my leggings and wear them all at the same time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) I may have tried on my rental ski boots with only one pair of socks. Mm -hmm. So when I tucked in all four of my leggings into my ski boots, because I was like, oh, I'm going to need this for warmth. At the top of the mountain on my first run, I was like, huh, I can't feel my toes or partial of my foot. Mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. seems like an issue. Yep. So my buddy was like, can we make it down the slopes? I was like, I think we can. And we get down. I was like, yeah, we're, I'm going to need to check this out. I'm pretty I'm sure my foot's it. about my, to fall it's, off. I'm, it's a blood clot for sure. Yeah. And after I took off my ski boot, I realized it was the leggings because I honestly thought maybe Too the many ski layers. boot was so tight. No, it was me and those layers. And my foot had turned a little pink. And I was like, yeah, okay, let's not do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the PSA here is base layer, base layer, mid layer, mm-hmm. and waterproof layer. And that's all you need. So <laughs> I took my four leggings and put them over the ski boot. <laughs> And we were fine. Uh-huh. We were fine for two days. Great. It was great. Great. But yeah. So I, I stayed warm and I, yeah, I, there were only a couple times we even used, so we had hand warmers and toe warmers. We all agreed the toe warmers were dumb. They get mm-hmm. scrunched up. They're, they're dumb. Like they don't work so well. Yeah. And then it's amazing when you go from negative five to 20 degrees. Mm-hmm. That's so bomby. It's like bathing suit weather. Yeah. My God. It's all about so perspective. Good. I do, well, since you have skied before, is there a way to not have frozen boogie snot all over your face mask? So everyone's wearing these ninja face masks. Yeah. And they look great. And they were much better than what I had, which was an infinity scarf <laughs> and a bunny 
crocheted hat that was kind of ninja <laughs> style. And I just put both of them over. Oh my gosh. It honestly probably worked better because I can move the infinity scarf as it got like wet and nasty. Whereas my friends had these face masks that look great and they seem like you're breathing and you're not fogging up anything. Yep. But it was, they were gross. They were wet, nasty. They, I could see their boogies coming out and I was like, I don't know who's better off here. There's really not much you can yeah. do on that front. Yeah. I did, uh, honestly, this is when I was rocking mitts back in the day, but the mitts held like, had actually on the thumb had a built-in like, like nose wipe basically. <gasps> really? Yeah. Which is actually kind of smart in my opinion. It, ha- it was like some kind, I mean, Honestly, the concept is kind of gross, but it was really effective. Yeah. So like it had some kind of like, it, I don't remember the fiber, but like it was a certain fabric and it just ab- was absorbed and dried quickly. And so like you just, whenever you had like a little wipe, you just used your little thumb as like the thing and it worked great, but you were rocking mittens. So yeah. Well, and so I would say one of the best things about the ski weekend was getting to the top of the mountain and I took greens and blues down and just like cruising through. I felt very Scandinavian yep. where you're just looking around at this winter wonderland. It like snowed like five, seven inches. Yeah. Thanks to Dan, our sound engineer with my yep. message to him. He, he made, sure, he he made like, sure there was tons of snow on the ground. Absolutely. Brought the cold too. Good yep. job. So now we have a podcast. Go Dan. Good job, Go Dan. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> and then just like looking over, everything was so beautiful. And then I noticed the people in town were like cross country skiing everywhere mm-hmm. and they just had their outfits all put together. And yeah. like, this was like their way of life. And I was like, gosh, I wonder if I lived up like in the cold all the time, if I would have to like bundle up my kids and just throw them outside and be like, this is what you do. I think. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if we've learned anything from our Scandinavian friends. You go outside. You no just go what. outside no matter yeah. what. I will actually, I have a lot of things that I've researched. Okay. So right. I will please let's come back about you. to that point. Let's, let's uh, no, I think we should dive into it right now. Okay. Yeah, All let's right. go crazy. So I, I, you know, I hit the Googs pretty hard oh, on yes. cold. And uh, well, first of all, I wanted to know what the top coldest country in the world was. And my default answer was Russia, right? Honestly, they got the cold, all kinds of stuff. They do. I mean, you think Siberia, you think like during the wars, like the Russians survived. Yeah. Everybody else was like, well, I don't know how to do the cold. And I thought it was called like Voldstock or something like that. It had the coldest temperature on record. Yeah, I think so. I think it was like below 50. I don't know. I yeah, forgot something, something like crazy. That. But anyways, it's Antarctica. It's not really a country. It's a continent, but... I mean, there's there's literally like just plain ice there. And now that you say that, it seems like the most common sense answer. Yeah. Yeah. And the U.S. ranked as number six in the standings. Was Canada ahead of us, I hope? It was. Okay. And all the Scandinavian countries? Correct. What do we we got with our cold? Is it Rockies? Is that what we're looking at? Yeah, I guess it's the mountains region. I don't know. But so that was that. But then I was like... You know, I, like I was thinking about all these countries and I was like, man, that like there's a lot of them that are like Mongolia oh, is Mongolia's also probably super cold. Stupid cold, yeah. Yeah. Because like it's in the middle of the country. Right. And the geography major in me knows there's no water to help it. Nothing. It's extreme temperatures. Extreme temps for sure. So I was like, well, how do people living in cold countries survive extremely long winters? And like, as we know, Scandinavian countries are like they got the hairy. Well, yep. 
Huga. Huga. Let's act like you've been there before. Okay. <laughs> I like that was the word of the week <laughs> earlier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But some of the other things they talked about was you stop complaining about. So they talked, they did some studies and they said that in the United States, people bond over their hatred for the cold. Yes. Like everyone's like, oh, this weather is so terrible. It's blah, the blah, first blah. thing you want to talk but to a stranger it, about. Yeah, it's true. So it's just like this common thing that everybody's like, it's a kind of neutral, whatever. And it's just like creates this like, you know, angsty, like angsty attitude Meh. or whatever. But the this article actually said to stop complaining and to start celebrating the like the creativity that the cold brings to like the community and your life and like your day-to-day activities. So actually in Scandinavia there's they celebrate it's like St. Lucia Day oh. and it's it takes place on the darkest day of the year. Like the coldest oh, like and winter cold, solstice. Yeah, or cold, coldest, coldest. Do- coldest darkest yeah, coldest day of the year and they celebrate it by like Having like the all these lanterns and Booze. lights and malt wine. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So it was like, oh, well, like that's kind of, you know, interesting mindset to like switch it on and be like, you know what? It's cold, but like we're going to make it a party anyways. Yeah. Which actually reminded me of like Aperis. Are you familiar with Aperis ski activities? No, what's that? So Aperis ski is just basically like an outdoor ski party. So like usually in a bigger like, resorts some there are a few like in Colorado but mostly like in Austria and France and like Switzerland they just like throw baller apres ski parties and it's like people hit the slopes all day yeah and then like midday they basically have like an outdoor like deck type thing they bring in DJs there's a bar and everyone just like rages in their like ski gear and they have heaters around you like it's super fun so all, all we did was go to the hot tub. I mean, that's that's pretty good. Yeah. That usually happens like later in the day, but like this is like a midday party. Oh, <laughs> midday party. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I was like, yeah, after the slopes for about like six, seven hours, we were like, and now we... Hot tub. Hot tub. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. With styrofoam cups and a bottle of red wine. Yep. That's how you make friends. That's how you do it. Mm-hmm. So anyways, but that kind of reminded me of that. And then, of course, Huga, and they associated like the... Con- con- I mean, you guys, this is a plug. Listen to our Huga episode. Yeah. AKA we did a lot. Peggy, H-Y-G-G-E. And we did a lot, but... They say that Scandinavians consume the like are the largest consumer of candles. Really? <laughs> because yeah, especially like during their winter season, because they associate light because you know it gets dark yeah. so quickly. Yeah, they, they have like light, light and, almost none of the time yeah, up there. Yeah, a lot, lot of cozy. Like they look for light and coziness, and they use they also do utilize like sunlights and stuff to make sure that they get their vitamin D and whatnot. So back to what you were kind of saying about being outdoors and if you were like, what would you do with your kids? So as we say, the Scandinavians have no boundaries. Like they believe that one of the ways to deal with cold winters is to like spend time outdoors. Yeah. And they said there, there, I can't, they, there is a formal uh, Scandinavian saying, but translated it's, they say there's no such thing as bad weather, only bad clothing. 
Oh, and look at them. That's specific, a lot of the, I mean, that's the concept from the Swedes because the Swedes are so stylish. Mm-hmm. But honestly, I think that makes sense. And I am a, I am like a numero uno fan of that because I, we lived in Canada for a while and I don't like being cold and I don't, I can't stand not being prepared like for the elements outside. So I have boots, I have the appropriate jackets and I will invest in that all day long because I don't like to buy crappy crap when it comes to that stuff. We were in one of the bars and we were watching some of the winter games that they have, ski jumping. Yep. We were kind of questioning, but there were a lot of Scandinavians that excel at the ski jumps. How does one get into ski jumping? And then the little jumpers that you're in, because you just said, you know, it's more how you dress. And if you're prepared, you can go and do anything. I don't think those people seem very warm in what they're wearing for the biathlon or for the ski jumps. They're wearing like gymnastic clothes (laughs) with like long sleeves and pants. I don't know. Yeah. It didn't seem very warm. And based on the fact that like my eyes and like nose are watering, just going down the, the little green slopey slopes. Yeah. Yeah. But they'd probably spend their entire life on the slopes. So they probably adapt and like assimilate to the cold as well. So what might be you ski once a decade, which is like a shock to your system that just might be there every day. Yeah. Also, my body is still remembering what a shock to the system it was. Speaking of shocks to the system, another thing that they they talked about in how people living in cold countries kind of survive the winters is they embrace the cold. So they say it's very common to see like, again, back in the Scandinavian countries, People do like a daily cold dip into the lake, lake, just like plop in naked and just like get their blood pumping. So not this one, but a decade ago in my 20s when I was a little bit more feisty, Mm -hmm. we were with a larger group just and we were in the hot tub and one of the guys jumped out into the snow and then not to be outdone. I also jumped out in the snow and got back in the hot tub. It was rather refreshing. Yeah. But it was a shock to the system. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when I, when you, so in Russia and the Scandinavian countries, as you know, they're very big on bathhouses. Yes. Like sauna, whatever. So they usually subscribe to kind of like a 12 step, like water ritual and guaranteed each time one of the steps is like dipping yourself into like a 55 degree cold water plunge. And, and we've only done that really at Spa World. They have that yeah, cold it's basically, tank. Yeah, yeah, it's basically the same concept. And that, that was hard. We, uh, yeah. I don't think I've gone past 20 seconds in the cold tub. Nope. nope yeah. Never. That's not good. One of the friends that was on our stow trip, he is very into hot tubbies and he almost and embraced infections. Right. <laughs> he... Almost believes it like helps him, like cures him. Like if he's feeling like sick or has a cold. I'm sure it does. He goes into a hot tub and he used to have a hot tub where if he was feeling sick, he put a cold towel around his head, mm-hmm. but then he'd go into the hot tub with it around his head. Oh yeah. Cause he's sweating out the toxins. Yeah. And then he would just fleck hot tub water on his face just to, for medicinal purposes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, that makes sense because I recently, I had a cold and to get over my cold, I just took freaking hot steamy baths. And how'd that go? And, well, I felt like I was in a, like a sweat lodge, <laughs> to be honest with you, because I put like, 
I've just, I basically took like a bath every night for like four days in a row. Ooh. And I try to sit in it. Like, I was like, my skin's so red and like I'm maybe getting a like third degree burn, <laughs> but like this is totally worth it <laughs> if this cold goes away. <laughs> we did find, because did you have a headache too? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Me and the other woman I was with had headaches and we were trying to figure out was it the elevation? Was it the cold? Or was it, exertion in the cold and the elevation, all the things. Right. And the booze. <laughs> and well, this was even before we did the booze. Oh. Yeah. It was mostly just like we noticed the first day over skiing, I was like, I got a pounding headache. And we hadn't even like touched really yeah. any booze. And honestly, some of it has to do with like you get a shock of fresh air and your yeah. like system is just not used to it. You're like, wow. And- yeah, I was like, there's a lot of things that I've just told my body to do. Like, we're going to be outside in negative five degrees and skiing. And I'm going to use muscles I haven't used in a while. Also, I'm going to try to cut off my leg. And we're going down with hot boogies in my face. Yeah, go. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh, I have a headache? Weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. No, Everything's fine. fine. All good. <laughs> but yeah, you basically cured yourself. I feel like I, I, yeah, I put Epsom salt in there. I put, I don't know. I just put a variety of things, but I was (laughs) bone broth. Yeah. I I was like, I am the chicken in this situation. (laughs) It's going to be fine. All good. But yeah, I did drink bone broth as well. Yeah. Speaking of cold, sorry, this I digress. Cold weather remedies that I found are very useful. Tons of turmeric, garlic, (laughs) bone broth, like wellness shots. Like, and it's like a blend of like cayenne pepper, lemon, like certain type of juices and stuff. Yeah. And the cayenne pepper has like an obscene amount of vitamin C if you take enough of it. Yes. Yeah. It does. And I was like, okay, here we go. And and you know, I don't like spicy things, but I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. And even like turmeric's got a little kick to it. Yeah. Yeah. It does. I started putting in my green smoothies. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The turmeric really though, I hate because it leaves... Like your hands get orange from Do it. They? Yeah. Oh, like it's, you mean if you touch it? Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. I was like, wait, it is turning your skin orange. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I've consumed <laughs> right. so much that I'm actually becoming an Oompa Loompa. It's like, it's like when you have too many carrots and then your poop turns orange. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Moving on. <laughs> no poop so, stories. No poop stories. <laughs> Helpful hints. Oh, the other thing for if you have a cold, eating any like fermented vegetables is really good for you. So, like oh. sauerkraut because it's a pro they're essentially probiotics oh i and didn't realize that it improves your gut health and the reason you get sick is because your microbiome is not doing so hot got it so anyways i don't really like those though what I sauerkraut oh mm. i've been eating like a little spoon of sauerkraut every morning really yeah ever since i got sick and i don't know it's like my mom made, my mom used to make homemade sauerkraut growing You're up. You're like turning into a gypsy woman. I know, yeah. I am. I <laughs> promise this would never happen to me, but I was like, oh yeah, actually, <laughs> it's happening right. whether I want to or not. And then this cold weather reminded me of my grandmother. So my grandmother is a, like, we have, she's just a very, very skilled, like knitter, crocheter kind of person. Oh, okay. And like, backstory is she grew up in like a Bosnian village and like on the farm kind of thing and like she doesn't use patterns like the patterns are just in her mind like this woman is just incredible it's like back in the day when like people just like actually had proper like crafting like passed down generation to generation kind of deal 
skipped my mom, skipped me, but she used to make these like woolen, like vests that oh. look like Sherpas would be wearing them. And these like woolen knitted socks, like slipper type things. They were called papuche. And it's just like the warmest thing you'll ever wear. Like you'll overheat probably wearing it. But anytime I would get sick, my mom would like wrap me in like the medicinal, I'm going to call it a medicinal vest. But yeah, it was just like this very, very warm, like wool vest. And she'd put these slippers on me and I would just like look like a total idiot. But it always made me feel warm and cozy inside. So I have, that reminded me of not so much woven awesome blanket vest, but I got this wrap around the neck, which has lilac pouches. Actually, it's not lilac. It's a lavender pouches. And then these slippers that you can tie on and you warm them up in the microwave for a minute. Oh, I have the neck one. Yeah. So I have the neck one and I have the booties Mm. and that is something that I start to use around the winter time. I have them just right next to my seat on the couch and I pull out those and a blanket and I'm good to go. And yeah. what, what's your warm drink of choice? Well, it depends on what day. If it's a weekend kind of situation, then I like a little mauled like apple juice type thing or yeah. something with like some bourbon in it. I was going for hot cocoa with a little Baileys in it. Also a great yeah. choice. Yeah, and also maybe a, a great little choice. Amaretto. But mm-hmm. I've also been like rocking evening tea sessions with Ooh. myself. Yeah. So that's always a good choice. And then, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. But, I mean, my morning is obviously coffee. For delicious, sure. But yep. yeah, hot cocoa. And then they just make such great hot cocoa at the ski lodges. They do. I can't recreate it. It's a lot creamier. Yeah. I Oh, that, the end debate. Do you put Milk or water in your hot cocoa? If I'm using Swiss Miss, water. Oh my God, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) (laughs) If I had to... Why? Just because it's easily done. I I just add that. Actually, so when I usually... I'm usually making hot cocoa for the kids and like they get water because they don't know any better. I'm not wasting good milk on them. We go through like two gallons of milk every like two days. (laughs) I can't be wasting milk on them. But... If I'm making it for myself, I will actually add a little bit of coffee uh-huh. and some ice cream. <laughs> I, I like that you treat yourself. Oh, I treat myself. Those kids get enough sugar as it is. They, they don't sure need do. to add it. I give them those little evaporated mini marshmallows, those pieces of junk. Ooh, okay. If they're really good, I give them a jumbo marshmallow. Yeah. See, the jumbo, that's the thing that really like hits the spot. I am a fan of like... Homemade cocoa. I'm talking oh. like warm up the milk, melt the chocolate. Uh, yeah. This yeah. is the difference between having children and not having children. Well, so my mom bought, we went to the Giardelli factory in like San Francisco. Uh-huh. And we bought like their great hot cocoa because we had it there. Their hot cocoa, you actually have to make with hot milk. And my mom and I, so this is Sans kids and this is like my mom and mm-hmm. we're like, that's a lot of effort. It's gonna go to waste. I think it's, I think it's totally <laughs> worth it. It was like a magic occasion when we would make it because we we're like, oh god, we gotta warm up the milk. I know, because <laughs> you didn't warm up bottles or anything for when right. you had kids, right? So now it's like, oh, <laughs> who do they think we are? You've done enough. But I think it's so rewarding. You like 
It's co. It's the it's the element of Higgy. You're like, I'm warming up this milk, and I'm gonna have a delicious like jumbo marshmallow in there. And yeah, I, I was more at my dad's child in that he would be like in the middle of the afternoon. He's like, "Are we ready for ice cream coffee?" And I was like, "Yes, ice cream coffee." Where you just mm-hmm. just put a ton of ice cream in your coffee, and it's just delicious. <laughs> I would never think that to, to do that. Honestly. It's, a, it's, it's a coochie. But it's it a coochie thing. Sounds yeah. kind of good. Yeah, actually. around 2 p.m. You get your ice cream coffee. <laughs> I guess it's like an ice latte, right? right. <laughs> it's a poor man's ice latte. I like it. I like it a lot. What else you got? Anything good? I just wore the last two things were I just wore like super cozy clothing, but like I I'm did. talking like fuzzy socks and just like matching PJ sets. I did wear my fuzzy socks. I brought them out. Yep. yep. They're so good. Amazing. Yep. I've also been using Johnny's body heat like aggressively. Like lately for whatever reason, I've just been really cold. So I like now like I'm just like, hey, let's cuddle let's some cuddle. more. It's, it's, it's cuddle. because I love right you. Right now and it's I'm cuddle season and it's very cold. Yeah. 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 So that's about all I had. That was pretty good. We did Thanks. good on our cold. I mean... I think it was helpful that during our week, it got cold. Very we were really cold. banking on that. Um, yes. Indeed. Otherwise, it was going to be a very odd podcast. Agreed. Yes. For sure. <laughs> For sure. I think we did pretty well. I'm going to give myself a B. Yeah, I give yeah. myself an A. Yeah, good I job. Good. Mm-hmm. What about our pillars? Peloton. Oh, well, tell me about yours. Mm, it seems I'll like you were excited. It. About it. I don't know. I just excited. got it. Productivity. I'll tell you, I got a health coach. What? I discovered it through my health insurance that it's a free (laughs) perk under their wellness benefits. Wow. I don't know what it entails. Do we have the same insurance? Can I get this? uh, What what insurance? Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh, I switched. I did have Blue Cross Blue Shield, but now I have the Foreign Service Health Plan. But they, it's a registered like dietitian nurse person and they call you like once a week. And you talk about your wellness goals and stuff. Oh my gosh. So I don't know. I just signed up for it. I'm supposed to get a call. That sounds great. Sometime this week. And we'll talk about everything. So to be determined. But again, just goes along with my, you know, 2020 vision of yourself, the best self that I could ever be. Yeah. And Um, we had a great way in this week. Sure did. Lost two LBs, thank the cheeses. Yes. And while we would like to point out that scales mean very little. In fact, scales are super dumb. Agreed. But we are in a work weigh-in challenge. Yep. And we maybe had a shock our first week. Sure did. We we were gaining. We were, uh, yeah. And then the second week we were gaining. We were weight gaining. (laughs) Okay. This is not okay. Yeah. And now we're finally going down. And we had lots of theories. We were working out like beast modes. And we're holding, retaining water. Right. I may have been eating my weight in Skittles at about 2 p.m. every day. Right. Yep. Um, I'm trying to curtail that a little bit, but... So yeah, so we had a very good pillar for butter off the bunsies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that was basically my butter bunsies. Yep. Productivity. Laughter. So the fam was in town. And of course the kids were here. And yes. Philip is like, his personality is like really shining. And he is very funny kid. So he is still, he's kind of like Eric. He speaks fully but like still a little bit on his own language where you're like mm, what was that again yeah. like what what are you trying yeah. to say <laughs> and 
he was like, he was like, Kekasaja. And I was like, yeah, Philip. He goes, well, you call cow no legs. <laughs> and I was like, what, what do you call a cow with no legs? He's like, ground beef. <laughs> that's amazing he just like did it and it was just like he just did it on his own accord like I, we were just like we were bowling and he just like he was like yeah kick Kasajo, let me tell you a joke and i was like you're three you just turned three like right the fact that you have this kind of like sense of humor acumen i'm so impressed yes <laughs> but it was just like very sweet so that was my laugh out loud oh my laugh out loud Included all the things that happen on the road when we were driving. One of them was someone's couch fell off and it wasn't a full couch. It was just like a a chair sectional part of the couch Mm -hmm. fell off their truck on a two lane highway. But people are going about 60 miles per hour and it's in the middle. And this person's trying to go get it and can see the confusion on their face. Like, how do I get my couch back? And we were like, do you want it back? Right. I would think it would be destroyed. And like no one had destroyed it yet. And it seemed like it didn't fall. It didn't like flip and fall. Uh It was just perfectly in the middle. Like I could have stopped my car and walked over and sat on it. Oh gosh. That's so dangerous though. Right. So we had to avoid a couch. We also (laughs) decided that there's something that we would call ramming speed. So we would often say to the driver, she'd be like, oh, we're behind these people who don't understand what the left lane's for, um, which is for passing. And we would say, well, it's time for ramming speed, which is in our minds where you would just ram, you just ram the, the like little love tap if you really love them or ramming speed, you need to get them out of the way. <laughs> so randomly we would just be like, oh, implement ran, uh, ramming speed, time to do <laughs> ramming speed. So that made us laugh out loud a lot, especially since there was like dumb traffic around. I like it. And then productivity, I've been feeling a little hazy lately because I haven't been doing well in my bullet journal. So like I've been waking up and just being like, oh, what am I supposed to be doing again? I don't have a list. Where's my list? Where are my lists? But I've been rather productive on canceling services I don't need. Good for you. Right? So I canceled the Great Courses Plus and my notifications have been very helpful on my phone. Good. So able to cut those off before... They cause too much damage and I get sucked into paying them after the free trial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there we go. There's our pillars. Yay, there We're it so is. Good. All right, peeps. All right. Well, until next time, please find us on ladiesofleisure.net and find us on the Instas at ladies underscore of underscore leisure <laughs> underscore pod. We're doing such a great job. We're doing such a great job. We yeah. love you. We appreciate your support. And as I requested last time, Tell your friends and tell their friends to tell your friends and more friends. Basically tell everybody you know about Ladies of Leisure. Yes. I would also like to do a shout out to some of our new listeners, including my buddy Scott. Hey, Scotty. He's finding out all things about me. Like one, Yoda, my dog, is actually a lady. Uh-huh. People do get confused sometimes. They do. Yeah. yeah. It's a, you have a gender neutral dog, basically. Yeah, yeah. She's a beautiful pony, but sometimes, you know, we assume that the A on her name meant we could do whatever we wanted with Yoda. <laughs> and then he was also very surprised to find out that I played the tuba. Yeah. I think a lot of people were very surprised. So I'm going to post for this week's beautiful Insta post a picture of me playing the tuba. So look forward to that. Yay. All right. All right. LOL.